You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Buggalos to Juggalos. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Dylan about Juggalos. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Thanks, Brody. It's, uh, it's fun to be here. So, for someone who has no idea, what exactly is a Juggalo? I guess the, the basic definition is just, like, really dedicated fans of uh, the band Insane Clown Posse. But it doesn't necessarily have to be connected to that. Like, that's usually how people are introduced but there's tons of juggalos that don't even like ICP. They don't listen to a lot of those artists. It's more like this philosophy, this kind of just this group of people that all kind of connect on the same values, right? So there's uh I always like to akin them to basically being like if you took like Slipknot fans and and they were hippies is the best way to describe it. Okay. You know? Yeah. So other than insane clown posse, what other juggalo groups are there that are noteworthy there's quite a few actually a lot of people don't realize that like an artist like tech nine for example he got big because of juggalos oh when he started underground it was like juggalos in the community he was doing shows with guys like icp and twisted and that's how he got big then he blew up and you don't hear it as much now but he still has a lot of like his biggest songs will have the occasional reference here and there some art- other artists, like Hobson, for example, he's huge in that community. Um, some lesser-known artists, like Whitney Payton, uh, she's another underground rapper who's, you know, big in the scene. Um, incidentally, as I mentioned, Slipknot, like Corey Taylor is a fan. You know, they got a lot of Juggalo love in the community. So it's kind of all over the place, and it's not exclusive to hip-hop. It's not exclusive to metal. Before Bob Dylan passed away, he was a fan, and a lot of people were, were on the side with him. Vanilla Ice, if you can believe it, he did a song with ICP back in 2011. Damn, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, he was also signed to their record label for a while. It's kind of, it's surprising how much reach there really is out there, but it's not commonly known because, you know, it doesn't get discussed very often. So was ICP your favorite uh, juggalo group? Oh, for sure. And especially in high school, that's when I kind of first came across it. Um, I used to think they were wrestlers, which uh, was funny because way, way back in the day when I was really young, I played backyard wrestling too on the PS2 and Violent J is on the cover. <laughs> so I always thought these guys were wrestlers and they just did their own thing. And that wasn't far from the truth. They did. In fact, when I read their book, it turned out they wanted to be wrestlers before they were rappers. So they were, they trained back in the day. They met a lot of guys before they were big known names like uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu, the ECW legends. They were signed with uh, WCW for a few years. They worked with Vampiro and Rey Mysterio back before he was, you know, in the WWE. Then they were in the WWF for a short stint. Uh, they've they've been in indie promotions like ROH and TNA. They realized after the WWF time that it wasn't their passion. It wasn't what they wanted to stick with, which is why they kept to music. Okay. And it's, and, and it's funny because, like, you don't have to be a fan of ICP to be a juggalo, but there's a lot of inner crossing with wrestling and like D D comic books and things like that that juggalos always seem to gravitate towards that's so cool if you see somebody who's like yeah i'm into this music like there's a 90 percent chance that they're into those other sub interests it just kind of has an interesting uh, layering together very cool so yeah. i 
understand uh, a lot of juggalos give themselves like clown names and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a clown name? I did. I don't really use it as much nowadays, but I was infamously Shackles the Clown for years. Not all juggalos do this kind of thing. It was a thing I did back in the day, uh, and a few friends of mine jumped on board with too, but I feel like that's kind of fizzled out. Like, the most common guys that do it now are guys that are part of the events. You know, they do their own thing or they're part of that scene. Guys that, like, help with, like, the gathering of the juggalos or they have their own podcasts or YouTube channels. They have, like, a distinctive title. Or meme pages. There's like a ton of meme pages for Juggalos on the internet. Guys that create their own board games, That guys that like do cr a lot of creative stuff. It's very much that kind of fandom that builds on the fans and their involvement with that community. Super cool, super cool. Yeah. Have you ever been to any big concerts or anything like that? Yeah, years ago, probably back in like... 2012 i managed to is that no sorry not 2012 i think it's 2011 but i managed to get across and catch a gathering one year i don't want to go into details because i broke the law doing that <laughs> but it was it was a blast i actually got to meet icp in person which was like unbelievable um and i was very quickly aware of how much smaller i was compared to them because they're both like six two six three like they're Damn, massive people yeah they're big dudes very cool people you know very laid back the gathering was as much as it, it was exhausting, it was a ton of fun, kind of gross. It was a lot of, lot of drugs, a lot of, lot of nudity, a lot of sex, a lot of different activities. People, like I said, they're basically hippies, right? So they just, they're just people. They just do their own thing. And, you know, everyone's cool with each other there. There's no beef. There's no drama for the most part, you know, and every, everyone takes the experience their own way. What they take from it, they take home with them. But it's very much like a, a once in a lifetime experience. Sounds like then, a real positive fandom. It's very, it very much is. Like, you know, you got your issues in any fandom. Um, and then most recently, this was 2017, I want to say. The other group, Twisted, who's probably like the second biggest really juggalo affiliate group. They actually came here to Thunder Bay. And uh, that was a smaller show. But like the energy in that crowd felt just as big as any massive concert I've been to. If That's not awesome. more. Yeah, yeah was... sometimes those intimate shows are just just as good as like the huge oh yeah ones. yeah there must have been like maybe 50 people at that show entirely but like with the amount of energy that we had there and the love that everybody had for the artists you know it felt like it felt like it was more than it was it was very special to be part of that i've haven't been to nearly as many concerts as i want to in my life so <laughs> oh, I, I need to get on that. i feel that so what's with juggalos and fago <laughs> So I think, to my knowledge, this started way before I even knew about them, back in the 90s. Violent J, who's like the main leader of ICP, it's specifically Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope. And during their sets, Jay, who grew up very poor in Detroit, used to drink Fago because you could get it for like a buck or something like that. So it's very cheap, very easy to get. Uh, so that was his favorite pop. Had nothing to do with him, ICP, had nothing to do with Juggalos. But then they'd go to their concerts, and he'd get these Fago bottles that he had like in big truckload and uh they do this thing where they shake them up and they just barely have the cap ready to go so they hold it with their thumb so they shake it shake it shake it and when they let it go it just sprays everywhere right and you dust the crowd um and that just became a huge part of their thing they love fago they reference it in all their songs despite probably giving fago like millions of dollars in revenue who knows how much money fago's made off that community fago will not acknowledge or affiliate <laughs> with icp at all so it's a love-hate relationship come on fago like i know you'd think they'd get on board that's probably your biggest sponsor they're not even paid right oh. yeah. so magnets how do those work <laughs> oh fuck man 
I have no idea. That's a very infamous line, and I love that reference. I make that joke all the time. Where um, did it come from? There was a song in 2009, I think it was, called Miracles, off of their album Bang Pow Boom. And the intent of the song was to kind of in the lyrics you can tell that jay was writing it through the lens of what it's like to see the world through the innocent pure eyes of like when you're a kid like and you don't know how anything really works in the world the sky is incredible you know simple things like just architecture and just how things in the world function you're blown away by the simple explanations of how like electricity runs and that line was one of their lyrics and it was just one of those things that caught fire the internet took it made a meme of it <laughs> SNL did a skit on it and they thought that was great like they loved it so it's just kind of one of those things that uh lives on in infamy I'm also pretty sure they were probably really high when they wrote that song they uh, sound like chill dudes like they can take a joke real well oh well, that's that's kind of the benefit of being them you know they know they were never going to be accepted they know they were never to be taken seriously nowadays it seems that people are coming on board and they're getting some respect and they're getting a lot more tolerance from the public but for a long time man yeah they were just they were the the guys you punched down on and, and they were cool with it because they were like yeah we're just a bunch of rapper clowns like we know we're not we, we they knew you know i think they had a good understanding of themselves when they got into it that's cool that's yeah. very cool what are some of your favorite songs by them <laughs> oh that could go a long list um no worries to this day the first song i ever heard by them was uh called the netting game or the dating game depending on uh if you were downloading it from LimeWire and giving your computer aids to get it. Um, that was the song I first heard by them. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, kind of, in a way, it's a satire of like the hyper-masculinity of guys trying to impress women. Um, some of the lyrics in there, like talking about how to impress the date and saying that, uh, take her to the beach and walk through the sand. He throw a little in her face and say he's just playing. And as she spits it all out, he'll rub your back and grab her underwear and wedge it up her ass crack. You know, like it's just dumb shit like that. I was laughing my ass off. I was like 15. I'd never heard anyone say shit like that. You know, so there's that. There's like the the Boogie Man song that they do or Boogie Woogie Woo as it's known. Of course, the song What Is a Juggalo, absolute banger. Some of their newest stuff I'm really into. I'm a big fan of Nobody's Fault, uh, Fearless Fred Fury. I could go on. There's, there's, I mean, you've got, they, they've been doing things since the 90s and they've probably got over it, over 3,000 to 5,000 songs. What would you say is overall their best album in your opinion? So I have a personal favorite, which is uh, between the amazing Jekyll Brothers and Fearless Fred Fury. But I think that the community would all agree it's probably between Riddlebox and The Great Malenko. Okay, I've heard some of the songs off The Great Malenko, I think. Okay. Uh, my, one of my buddies got me into them a little bit in high school, but I never jumped real on the bandwagon. I get that. So what obstacles do you think exist for somebody trying to get into the Juggalo scene? Somebody described it really well years ago when I was reading online, and it's kind of one of those things where, like, when you first get introduced to it, especially if you're, like, younger and you're, and you're, you were like me as a teen where I, I never really fit in with anybody, like, I wasn't, I wasn't quite lame enough to, like, get along with, like, the nerds and, and geeks and loser kids, but I wasn't charming or cool enough to fit in with the with the regular crowd and so they were their own offbeat thing so when i started i was like these are the coolest things you know these guys are like the shit they're the coolest people i've ever seen you know i was super on board with the clown gimmick 
and before that i didn't give a shit about clowns like they were nothing to me but i liked the wrestling stuff i liked their music i liked what they were doing and i hyper fixate when i grab onto something you know i i heard that song dating game i went home i go on google and i'm reading everything i can about these guys and i learned that they're like really against uh racism discrimination the prejudices that people hold they really stand against like abusing you know women and children people in general and a lot of their lyrics speak to that too. And ob- and coming from the background I did, I was like, okay, I fuck with all of these principles, you know? But then, of course, as you stick to the fandom more, you do see the cracks in there. You realize that, like, yeah, Jay's, Jay and Shaggy aren't perfect people. They've made a lot of mistakes. They've done some shady things, more so on the business side. Like, I wouldn't say there's anything they've done as people that would make them really bad but like you understand they've got their faults like shaggy had an alcoholism problem for many years he's since recovered from jay as it stands right now is on and off dealing with a drug issue things like that the falling out with them and their other artists like twisted and abk which you know that's its own separate thing so when you kind of start to see the cracks fall and you get a a glimpse of like these guys that were once here on a pedestal they kind of come down to earth for a lot of people that's when they'll fall off but for some people they'll push through it because you love the fandom you love the community you still love the songs you still that you like and you still love what these guys stand for you maybe don't idolized them in the same light but you know you're like you know i still really fuck with these uh principles i'm still gonna stick through it and i think that was just it for me i was like whichever whatever happens to them um that's for me and then there's the gang thing uh back in 2011 the fbi labeled juggalos as a quote hybrid or loose hybrid gang what does Uh, that even mean honestly it's the weakest definition of a gang i've ever seen (laughs) it was to a lot of people especially to juggalos like it just seemed like an excuse for uh small town counties and police stations to get uh, more money on their budget because if they say like we've got juggalos around that counts as gang activity right so you can get more budget to your department um that's brutal and at first i didn't take it that seriously i was like okay whatever this is like saying the kiss army are gang members right like you're just a music group but there were some obstacles with that a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people that say got arrested for a petty crime like something as simple as like stealing pack of gum you know if they're wearing an icp shirt especially in the states like they were now getting worse charges because of gang affiliation and they just happen to like this music or say you get in a fight you get pulled apart but somebody presses charges well now you're a gang member so you get worse treatment for that i was very fortunate on this side in canada we're still pretty small and unreally known in, in in our city so i didn't face that a lot um but you do also deal with a lot of discrimination from people or at least back then, I don't know about now. I'll try to keep the story short, but I once got jumped by about five kids outside of a rival high school. And that was, I didn't understand why at the time. And it was literally because I had an ICP shirt on. So like these people I've never seen before, I've never met in my life, tried to beat the crap out of me just because I listened to a band, you know? Yeah, I some people are just ridiculous like that like i don't understand that blind hatred for things you just don't understand yeah then as an adult you don't deal with that as much and i don't know what it's like for teenagers now but that was some of the stuff i dealt with so are there any other misconceptions that you think people have about juggalos oh uh, i'd say so um juggalos get the bad stereotype of being seen as white trash or low-class people some people affiliate them as being nothing more than drug addicts and things like that and don't get me wrong a lot of juggalos do fit those categories you know 
because a lot of us do come from low class financial situations. A lot of us are coming from these lesser uh, accepted areas and we gravitate towards this fandom because these guys are like, it's all good, man. We accept you, you know, you got, you find community in that. But there are plenty of people that are juggalos that are, you know, doctors, lawyers, police officers, they're in the military. Again, relating to that gang thing, there was people posting about how they were police officers. They had a hatchet man tattoo and they were a cop for say six years and suddenly they lose their job. That know? is ridiculous. And it has nothing to do with their job. It shouldn't affect them at all. No, not at all. Right? It's just the fandom. Yeah. So there's a lot of misconceptions in that. Also the drug thing. Like I myself, I've been straight edge since I was 15 years old. I came across ICP around the same period of time. So... That's never been a factor for me. A lot of juggalos are just everyday people. It's no different than, again, the Kiss Army or the Maggots with Slipknot or anybody, right? Or even Marvel fans, things like that. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I have did an interview with a guy who's a fan of fish, and, like, it feels like that's a lot of the same stuff. Like, everybody labels them as drug addicts yeah. and losers, and they focus on the troubled people in the fandom, but when you have a music fandom and you have concerts and people gathering like that, there's always going to be the partiers in those yeah. groups. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's just, like, that's just people across the world, man. What, in your opinion, is the worst part of your fan base? <laughs> it's that they do fit the stereotypes. <laughs> I, uh, I recently got tagged in a post like probably a month or so ago and someone was ragging on Juggalos. My buddy tagged me just, just playfully and he's like, oh man, they're going for you. And I laughed because the post I was tagged in, like it was some Juggalo who was just doing some really dumb shit. And I was like, you know, man, like that doesn't phase me at all, right? I'm my own person. I was like, this is unfortunately pretty common. And it's one of those things where like, I love Juggalos. You know, I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm happy to be who I am. I mean, obviously the listeners aren't going to see it, but I've got like very visible tattoos on my arm of the album covers and I'm going to be doing more. So I love Juggalos, but like those stereotypes exist. I've met a lot of Juggalos and like to some degree, I kind of fucking hate Juggalos, <laughs> you know, but like you got to take the good with the bad. Very nice. Very nice. Without using any specific names, can you tell me about uh, any bad experiences you might have had with another Juggalo? Oh yeah, there's been a few. Again, more so in my younger years, which I think just comes with being like a teenager, immature, kind of stupid, you know? Nothing that stands out as much as the time I got jumped, but just Juggalos do this thing where, you know, they like to say that they're a family, and so for the most part... They very much live and die by that creed. Like, you meet, you're a juggle, you meet a juggalo, like, you guys have each other's back. You don't even need to know each other that well. And obviously, like, with any person, there are limits to that. And so there were situations where, like, I had friends who would try to reach out and ask for just more than, than I could give or more than I would be willing to give because I knew that the context for that favor wasn't for the best purpose and if we had uh, disagreed on certain things you know they would try to say like oh you're not a real juggalo or you're not really down or you're not really family like you're they expect this like undying loyalty with no uh no claws in that matter and you don't again it's been a long time and i honestly i couldn't even think of names if i wanted to so but that was some instances that i went through and i was guilty of it at times myself but you know as you get older you chill out you're like it's not that deep i always stand on the die on the hill though that if a juggalo is any way a sexual predator 
or is abusive towards others or especially holds you know bigoted opinions against people based on race and class then i don't consider them a juggalo because it's not what we're supposed to be about we're supposed to be inclusive and welcoming especially given a lot of the song lyrics and given from icp's actual background or the background of some of the other artists those are the principles that they would definitely never stand on very cool sounds very sounds like it the fandom is mostly positive uh, every every fandom has its underlying dark sides but it sounds like for the most part juggalos are a lot more positive than people seem to think they are from the outside they try to be at least that was my experience um like i said their lyrics are very much about that and for that uh some things i did miss back in the day i realize now is like some of the older songs have some homophobic lines in them that's not because they're homophobic people it was a product of the time it very much was and jay himself recently had spoken on it and he said like when his kids ask him about it um and what they're what they're supposed to say to other people he's like don't apologize for me you know he's like i shouldn't have been saying it back then but i did He's like, I don't believe in those values. I never believed in those values. It doesn't take away what I said. I just don't say it anymore now. Because at the end of the day, that acceptance includes people that are in the LGBT community. If you're gay, straight, bi, fucking pansexual, it doesn't really matter. As long as you've got a good heart and you're doing the right thing, you know, no one's going to bother you. And they shouldn't. That's awesome. I Honestly, you're, you're making me want to check out their music and give them a second chance now. Because <laughs> I don't feel like I gave them a fair chance in the first place. But a lot of these ideals you're talking about and messages, they, they seem, seem like shit I'm down for. And it's honestly one of the reasons why I'm not into a lot of other hip hop. Yeah, yeah. That, I, again, they're... they're I will say as a fair person, like I, I always about to see their music as a very mixed bag. They've got some really good songs, but they've also got some really not good songs. So you kind of got to pick and choose. What are some of the songs that you would say you really dislike by them? Oh man, let me get my phone up real quick. No problem. I've got like their whole discography. And so it's one of those things where like when I listen to them, I do skip a good number of tracks. Just like, I'll give them a listen every now and then, I might revisit, but some some of them I'm just not really big on. And more so in their newer stuff, a lot of people feel that their older stuff stuck to learning more. But like, I'm not crazy about, like, there's some of their songs like Radio Stars, or If, they got too many intros, because every album gets an <laughs> intro. If I scroll through, you'll see, like, you got intro there, and then I go up, you got another intro, you go up, and you got another fucking intro. Like, I'm like, guys, just make an album, it's fine. I don't know if there's any songs that I feel are objectively really trash, in my opinion. It's just that they don't find the hook for me, you know? Or the mixing isn't the best. Or the lyrics or the delivery just doesn't land. And so, like, I don't listen to music as a critic. I don't listen in for, like, specific sounds. It just has to connect to me. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. Yeah, so there's just certain songs that I'm like, yeah, this one doesn't really do it you know some of their joke songs like my homie baby mama i'm not super into it or certain songs that i've just heard too many times after a while you burn out right and they've got some well-meaning songs that you know even like for example miracles like i've i've laughed my ass off at that song and i might put it on once in a while for a giggle but it's not an objectively good song that's just you know my opinion we might have covered this a few times already so it might be a little repetitive but What is the best part about being a juggalo to you? Honestly, just the freedom to express myself. Um, Again, yeah, that positive community. And to some degree, like me openly being a juggalo does kind of work as like a filter for the kind of people you want in your life. Because I've met people that seemed all right. And then, you know, they know I'm an ICP fan and suddenly they treat me very differently. 
and it, it, that does still happen, I will say. Even though I said it's less, uh, I guess, abusive since I was a kid, it does still happen as an adult, um, especially online. And it's it's interesting to see that quick shift, you know? It's like you and another person could be having a good conversation like you and I are now. And then they're like, oh, but you're an ICP or, or like you're part of this community. And then they see me differently and they treat me differently. And it works as a really good filter for that kind of thing. Um, I've always been a very different person too. I mean, I've known you since high school, so you're aware I've always done weird stuff with my hair or I've got a specific style. And being a juggalo kind of helps me express that in ways that I wouldn't have thought about. And I mean, as a huge music fan, like I have a deep love for hip hop, metal, punk, all of it. They kind of walk the line between both, right? Like they're more on the hip hop side, but they, they kind of, they have their songs or they have their lyrics that kind of cross those areas. And that's always been cool to me. It's cool to have a fandom where, you know, it kind of lets me open the doors to multiple interests and many things. Very cool. Very cool. So funny little callback to high school there where uh, (laughs) the first time I remember actually coming across you was in i think it was like economics class or some shit with mr pilot oh my god and you were talking really loudly about pokemon and uh <laughs> i don't really fuck with pokemon that's odd and uh so, so the girl next to you uh you were talking to her pretty loudly about pokemon and i was uh I was annoyed, and I looking back on it, I was like, after a while, I was like, why was I so fucking annoyed with that guy? Like, he was just talking about Pokemon and shit. And I realized later, it was because, like, I didn't have that confidence. I was like, I, I was like, I wish I could just fuck it. Like, I was so worried about what other people thought at that time in my life that I was like, I don't have the outward confidence to just sit there and talk about pokemon without (laughs) somebody thinking i'm a childish and then i went back and got into pokemon when i had a kid and i was like i that was when i kind of thought about that time and was like what that like clicked into my head i was like man like i was so dumb like why was (laughs) i i I was annoyed with that guy for talking about pokemon loudly and then you came in while i was working at subway and i was like that's the fucking guy from (laughs) economics class and shit that's funny yeah i don't actually remember this i mean i appreciate that you didn't like treat me any any sort of way that's that's even if you were annoyed by me it's nice you didn't like feel the need to step on my toes incidentally my first memory of you was uh one of those westgate dances and you were dressed as the incredible hulk <laughs> with like these really crappy torn purple shorts and just body paint yeah that was it that was the whole fit oh you could tell every girl i danced with because they had fucking <laughs> green paint smeared all oh my somewhere. god yeah i remember at the end of the night like your face was basically just back to normal skin tone and uh yeah my uh shirt got stolen by the end of the night and i yeah. walked home from the halloween dance with no shirt yeah, yeah, yeah no that was that was an interesting night so that was the first time i remember i remember crossing paths and i remember you were really nice i was just like we probably spoke for two seconds i think you just knew my friends and i was like that guy seems fucking cool man like i love marvel i think it was cool that you like went all out on the hulk gimmick so that was my only first impression seeing and then again seeing you at subway and then we bonded over deadpool comics and spider-man and so oh, right, yeah. right away i was like yeah i was like i don't have a bad experience with this person but yeah that annoyance you get like i've i've probably been <laughs> responsible for that for a lot of people and i don't know if it's the same reason as you i never saw myself as that confident person i just i i guess i just don't have this filter right <laughs> 
especially in high school, like I never thought about what other people thought of me. I just didn't have that capacity, that process. Yeah, I'm like that now where like my filter is just gone. I'll just say whatever. Yeah, and it's funny because like I realize that's why I had a hard time connecting with people for a long time is like, especially in high school when your teen hormones are at their max capacity, well, everyone else is suddenly becoming super hyper aware and conscious of themselves and what other people think around them. And I wasn't dealing with that. I was going through my own thing at the time. And I, I kind of deal with that more now as an adult, because I have to think about things that have long-term effects, like how it might affect my job or my living situation. So it's kind of changed that dynamic, but I've always had my own philosophy where like when I was a kid and when everybody's a kid you don't think about those things you know if you just want to do something or if you like something like you just go for it and that's it it doesn't matter if somebody else thinks it's lame or anything like if you know you like that thing when you're a kid you're like I don't care that's the thing and that goes to like how you want to dress how you want to act like some kids will just wear the craziest shit because they don't care right I used to wear a Batman costume all the time as a little kid, See, and I made my brother take me to the mall in a Batman <laughs> costume. And, that, and I remember when I was a kid, I used to keep a Spider-Man mask in my pocket, and I would just like put it on randomly and just pretend to be Spider-Man. So in ways, we're very similar people. But when high school came around, like I noticed a lot of people that I grew up with and knew for a long time. Like I noticed those shifts in their personality, and I didn't understand it. I couldn't relate, and in a way that alienated me from a lot of my peers. But because of that, it's why I came across as confident it was it's not so much confidence as much as it was ignorance i just was blissfully unaware of how other people perceive <laughs> me and it let me just not care about that sort of thing that's, for, aw- that, that's that's awesome in a way it is and it isn't for some people like what you experienced for some people that drove them nuts so some people really fucking hated me but for other people they saw it as a positive thing i'm not i'm not afraid to say it was very very helpful when it came to like you said i was talking to a girl about pokemon and like that lack of uh concern for others was 50 50 very successful when it when attracting the fairer sex but like i said it's a mixed bag and it's that stuck with me my whole life people either they really like me or they just fucking hate me and it doesn't matter how much time has passed or if i've changed from the perception of who i am like if they stick to that opinion i can't change it Uh, and it's probably because i that part of me has never changed I'm still pretty loud. I'm still pretty open about what I'm interested in and who I am as a person. So it comes down to individual perception. Yeah, I feel like most people have the people either love or hate you. I've experienced that a lot in my life where people either can't stand me or they're like, man, this guy is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dylan. It's <laughs> been a blast talking ICP and juggling with you. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. It's fun. It's a good time. And, you know, we don't get together very often. So it's always cool to have an excuse to stop in. Thanks a bunch for tuning in. If you'd like to be a guest yourself, want to see a list of upcoming episodes, give feedback, or suggest questions, join us on Discord, or reach out to us on Twitter. You can also reach us at email at pod.fandoms at gmail.com. And if you could give us five stars on your podcast app of choice, we'd really appreciate it, as it helps us get new lovely listeners like yourself. Thank you. Thank you.